Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the truly joyous Claire McGrath. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Claire's true story about making stuff up. Please welcome to the podcast. It's this week's guest, Claire. Welcome, Claire. Hello, Ian. Lovely to see you. Yeah, and you. Thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. No problem. You are someone that I haven't really improvised with for a while. We we did no. a fair bit last year, but then our yeah. paths haven't crossed for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing other things. Uh, the world <laughs> of improv has sort of boosted my confidence. So I, I did um, acting classes and writing classes at MAD, which is the Merseyside Academy of Drama. Oh, cool. So it, it, I had a bit of a clash thing going on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've, I've done other improvising as well. Yeah. Um, not just with LCI. Uh, and I've recently found Shakespearean improv as well. So oh, really? I've, I've been pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, cool. We can talk about that <laughs> so, a bit more soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and did did you do the the intermediate show for L? Uh, I did. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Which led to a show recently because I watched that and it was excellent. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely, absolutely adored it. Um, and I I loved, you know, the different wigs and. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, I use some of my wigs and I have got a bit of a wig uh, fixation so yeah, I, <laughs> oh, I love a good wig myself or any kind of prop really yeah. if you could just appear on screen and have a prop then uh, yeah, that's yeah. it's one of the great things about online improv yeah absolutely so yeah. what got you involved in improv in the first place how did you find improv um, on Meetup, so I saw, I, I saw, um, and I saw things on Facebook as well. Right. It's, it's really funny, and you know how how the world works. You know, I, my interest in arty farty stuff reawakened before lockdown. So um, there was a thing with the, the general election. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I don't want to get political here, but. Um, <laughs> the whole of Liverpool wanted a certain person to get into power and it didn't happen yeah. and there was 14 hours for people local writers to to write script and I just got up on stage oh really and, and did it. I rehearsed all day um and you love this strap line you know growing up my mum said uh, you know because I wanted to be an actor actors don't get mortgages <laughs> uh, uh, and I went for an audition at drama school because I was obsessed with Anthony Hopkins. Um, and they said I was I was too emotional because they asked me questions about my mum. And I got I got obviously a bit upset. She was a single parent um, and they said I was too emotional. So I'd say from the age of about 20 onwards, that part of me died. Um, oh, but wow. doing improv, it reawakened it. So that experience uh, with the election and the local writers and finding mad and 
getting up and doing poetry, performance poetry, because Liverpool's just incredible if you're arty-farty. <laughs> um, it's like that part of me reawakened um, and Liverpool Network Theatre as well. Um, but doing Emma's, you know, stuff with character work and yeah. being in the moment, um, it's just incredible that my confidence has just gone through the roof. So did you... Really hard. Did you encounter Emma Bird at Mad? Because I know she's, I think she's. No, I didn't. And this is the freaky thing. Um, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) And the lady that runs Mad, um, you know, Becky, she said, oh, you've been doing Emma's courses. And I didn't actually realise that she, that that she actually ran classes there. So that's, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, once you start doing what you love, you, you, you notice sorts of, well, well I, I don't like to call them coincidences I, I like to call them god incidences right. <laughs> <laughs> you know sort of it's it's like a little message to say yeah you, you are on the right track and you are doing the right thing ah awesome you know, so. um you mentioned anthony hopkins there yes and i've got a little story to tell you about anthony hopkins just a quick little Ooh. aside so magic's um, my favorite film by the way Oh, okay, awesome. With a little pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm from I'm from North Wales, and I'm Anthony Hopkins is Welsh. And the local theatre yeah. to me is called Theatre Cluid. It's quite a big theatre. You might have heard of it. Yeah. And at some point in my lifetime, they renamed their main stage the Anthony Hopkins stage. Right. And Anthony Hopkins came to like a big opening thing. And I was a child at the time, and one of my cousins, who was a couple of years younger than me, uh, there was a group of us, me and my cousins, and we would we went to drama classes at Theatre Cluid, and we were involved in all sorts of things. And my cousin, one of my cousins, got to go to the opening event, which was like a big gala dinner thing. And Anthony Hopkins was at the event, but she was quite young and quite naive, and she just thought she was going out for a nice meal and wasn't really aware of the significance of it. And then when she got picked up by my auntie she was sort of telling her stories about the night and she was telling about this lovely person she was sat next to called anthony and (laughs) it turned out she'd spent the entire night sat next to anthony hopkins and had no idea who he was (laughs) but it's amazing he's even been on tiktok oh yeah yeah and he makes candles and he does artwork and he plays the piano and I just love him and I think growing up as well I didn't fully see acting as an art form I know it sounds crackers but when I was at college well school and college and uni people that did performing arts were just there to doss about and they were all very flamboyant and over the top you know oh darling you know and all that and I'm like that's not me um, and I just think I spent a lot of my adult life on antidepressants and at one oh, point right. stabilizers because I obviously I don't want to go into it now. Yeah, but that's cool. I, I've gone through a lot of tra- trauma. So literally I stuffed down my emotions. Right. Um, I've done counseling training. I've done coaching. Um, I'm studying hypnotherapy at the moment, Ooh. holistic therapy. So it, it literally is about emotions and accessing emotions so it you know it it helps with 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 the acting so um I I want to get to a point where I'm, I'm actually doing something with that interest of mine and using it in a therapeutic sense so 
I think I mentioned it, um, Miranda Hart has become a life coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, is fascinating. And on my coaching course, there's a lady who's also a stand-up comedian. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested, the link between comedy and, well, acting and yeah. comedy, improv and, you know, and therapy and coaching and, uh, so that that's another and psychodrama. I've got really into psychodrama. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story, but yeah. So I, I, it's like, why why should we pigeonhole ourselves? And and that's another thing about improv is your uniqueness is celebrated. Yeah. You know, um, and you don't have to learn lines. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. <gasps> and you saying about uniqueness being celebrated, I. Yeah, I personally feel so I'm I still consider myself new to improv really just a year and a bit that I've been involved yeah, sort of. so I'm, yeah similar length yeah and I recently described it to someone as the first time I've ever felt like I actually fit in yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. I, I felt myself feels alive it's like when I've done courses yeah. at, at Mads and and there's one um Shakespeare uh, course um, and I've, do, I've literally I've done an English degree but it was like I can't learn Shakespearean lines and I, I learned a monologue I was uh, viola awesome. in Twelfth Night which is a comedy part yeah and a lot of the roles I'm getting at network are more comedy where I always thought I was a serious actor <laughs> you know but I'm getting all I'm, I'm getting all the comic the comic things which yeah interesting. but that um, is but, a, a compliment because yeah certainly with like Shakespeare comedy, yeah. it takes a real art to pull that off because of the, yeah. the timing that's involved and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's Viola. So she's a bit of a cross dresser, <laughs> not by choice. You know, she gets in a bit of a mess. Um, but yeah, like I was mentioning um, the Shakespeare improv, um, I'm literally making up metaphors about each other and about other people. And the lady that ran the class, there's actually Shakespeare jams every month. Ah. So I'm like, I'm going, I'm said, yeah, you know, you're great at it, you know, yeah, you know, because I just, oh, it's amazing, literally. So um, how, did, how did you de discover that? Did you just find it online? Again, Eventbrite, because I couldn't always do, I've not always been able to do Emma's classes because yeah. it clashes with mad stuff and other things. So it's like, oh, what else is out there? Um, I, I feel like I'm cheating on her, to be honest, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but I think that's what's great about LCI, especially since it's been online and, you know, there's all sorts of opportunities for you to drop in when you can. Yeah. And it's always like coming home, isn't it? Yeah, I always sing the praises. I'm mad. And Network Theatre, you know, because, um, you know, Network Theatre... You know, there's there's trained actors there to people who that have never acted before. And again, yeah. this is another funny thing. Um, <laughs> Emma knows someone <laughs> from Network because right. you know a or something. Okay. So this is sort of the Liverpool triangle. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> everyone seems to know each other. So. So yeah. you said there that there's more sort of actor people involved yeah. yeah have you spoken to them about their thoughts on improv because there's lots of sort of the serious actor types that have been afraid of improv for such a long time 
Yeah. Um, they, they love it because, like, you know, especially at Network Theatre, we actually all run, you know, have the cho- choice of, of running workshops. So the cool. things I've learned on Emma's classes and others as well, I actually use in, in workshops and, and they find it helps, really helps with character work. So I've not, as of yet, I've not met any snobby actors thinking, ooh, improv, that's not what you're <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I've got some friends and actors. I think I've mentioned it on a podcast a few times, but they've just been too afraid to put themselves out there because yeah, because they've just... not got a script. Yeah, as a, as a, you know, because I think uh, there's a lady who's directed because we're do, we're doing like a, a short sort of um, five minute piece next like in the next couple of weeks with network. And lady that's directing us said that I think she saw Eddie Izzard in York before he got really famous, um, and right. he was doing improv stuff. And she said he was a bit rubbish. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he didn't have have the comic. He didn't have the script behind him. Yeah. So I think that's the fear of a lot of actors. <gasps> I'm out there. I'm naked. I've not got a script. I've, I've not got hours and hours of character work. You know, to 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 back me up I don't know but that's my thought anyway yeah and I was I was toying with the idea of stand-up until I stumbled upon um improv with LCI yeah. and I'm really glad that I did stumble across it because as much as I love comedy I think yeah you know if you if you're just going to have that one set and that's going to be your set for this year or whatever and you're just saying the same jokes all the time mm. I think it might bore me <laughs> Do you know who I really love? And because they do the fringe, they've done the fringe for about uh, 10 years. They're an Irish trio, Foil Arms and Hog. Oh, I love them. Yeah, aren't they fabulous? <laughs> yeah, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they crack me up. I, I I've seen yeah. I've never seen them live, but I've seen a lot of their stuff I on YouTube. Them live. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're very funny. They, they keep it fresh, they keep it fun, you know, they they do something new every week. Yeah. They put something up every week so to keep it fresh and keep it going so i think that's the key yeah and i recall doing some sessions with you last year quite a few sessions at one point and something i loved about you just being in the room was that your laughter was infectious like if you're not in a scene you're just loving it yeah (laughs) I think because I went to one live before all the lockdown stuff um, in in the pub. I think it was the um, flying a loaf. No, it was before the flying oh, a loaf. The pilgrim. Um, the the pilgrim. pilgrim. So I, I did one pilgrim, <laughs> one <laughs> pilgrimage to the pilgrim, um, and then it all went. And then we we went to the flying the loaf for a drink afterwards. So oh, this is where we're going to be. You know? Ah, okay. It, obviously, it never happened. Um, but yeah, that's what she said to me. Oh, I love your laugh. And I said, <laughs> it's like, I said, I said, it's like med because I do mindfulness meditation right. and comedy improv. And when I'm acting and I'm in the zone and I know I've done all my work, I've know I've learned my lines, got into my character. It's the same feeling I get. It's like I forget what's just happened because I'm so in the moment. I'm so present. That yeah. that's it is like med. It is like mindfulness meditation to me. Improv. Yeah. And have you ventured into long form improv at all? 
Well, I've had I've had little tasters, right? Um, there's a guy, I think Lewis is an English teacher. I think he's based in Portugal. He does more long form stuff. Um yeah. and we did um sitcoms, so we did about three scenes, you know, making oh, our wow. own sitcoms up. Um yeah. and he loves the peep show and Father Ted. <laughs> what a combination well. um i know but he likes a bit of seinfeld so it's like you know scenes where like we're giving someone bad news or yeah. we've we've burned someone's favorite you know house down or whatever um how that interacts in a, in a comic situation and he did um sherlock holmes so we i've, I've sort yeah. of delved a little bit so we just themes every week basically so uh, I thought of a theme which should be really good because uh, I've got into old episodes of Brookside oh, yeah. and Combination Street. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently on Brookside 1987, which was a very good year. But um, <laughs> anyway, but I was thinking soap opera improv. That yeah. Would be so funny. I, I think there are little bits yeah, of that really out there. But yeah, definitely something. If you can get something up and running, go for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember a really bad one in the 90s called Sunset Beach. I think it was on Channel 5 and it only lasted a few years. It was absolutely shockingly bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I vaguely remember that. I remember that and I remember yeah. El Dorado. Oh, well, Dorado. And that only went, I think that was only a year, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think I'm onto something. I think I'm onto something. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm this a... Louis, he does different sort of themes every week. So yeah. and it's just basically clear jam you know just practice so oh, yes yeah, so get more confident because it's like emma said you know going with your character you know 100 percent. don't be half half baked about a character going with it and stick yeah. with it and the stuff about accents don't get carried away with accents it's all about your tone and, and your pitch and your varying you know how, how you speak you know um but yeah commit to the <laughs> you know yeah commit to the bleep <laughs> <laughs> and how, how do you feel you've developed over the last year if you compare yourself now to how you were about a year ago loads loads just loads more confidence because i think acting improv anything like that where you're just putting yourself out there yeah. it, it's just it's confident it's just confidence for me and it's helping with me writing um because I, I did um a playwriting course at mad and and I'm I'm getting brave, <laughs> writing other little bits and my poetry, um, you know. So it, I just just in terms of my imagination, I, f- yeah. I feel more present, you know. So I've come on leaps and bounds, basically. Is so, are you a writer by trade or is that just a hobby? It's a hobby, yeah. It's a hobby, yeah. But I would like to pursue it. I would like to see me writing plays and and stuff. Awesome. And does does this confidence that's come from improv does it help you in your workplace as well yeah I, I do because I'm actually with the coaching and, and and everything else I actually um I'm a psychic as well so um okay. I, I don't like to say psychic oh. really because it's kind of like you know like you get that image of mystic meg but um you know a lot of people and and again this might link into to writing something or, or coach in this area but women with confidence issues that you know keep having crap yeah. relationship after crap relationship um and one improv game was basically I, I played this morning actually um with playful being was um literally come onto the screen and 
big yourself up using three phrases. Okay. Um, but you're doing it in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> and like the advice of not advice, but the, the thoughts I've imparted, you know, you know, you know, respect yourself, love yourself and your uniqueness and, and that you're yeah. special. You know, stop looking at other people to validate yourself. So just little nuggets like that. And it's helping myself to, you know, with self-development and empowering myself and, and feeling confident in myself and like my stories, you know, I can impart, you know, if something funny's happened to me or I've read something, yeah. you can bring it into improv as well. So it's like my life is is art, you know, and every, and and you know, if everyone was loving and helpful towards each other and caring and supportive, yeah, and um, like improv, that the world wouldn't have any problems really. So yeah, so it's all about holding space for people and being compassionate and yeah so if sorry it's okay (laughs) if if there's people listening and they and they think oh yeah i I like the thought of 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 the psychic thing or you mentioned the the hypnotherapy or uh the the life coaching like yeah how can how can how can people get into these do they just research them well, well, yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, for me, um, and it can help. It can. It can help with improv. It can help with acting. Literally, lock in what are called anchors. So you imagine an emotional state or a positive state that you wish to be in, and anchor that that down. So, um, you know, so that there's the things that you can do yourself. You know, um, NLP that I've, I've trained in and, you know, reframing so things are more positive. You know, when you talk about yourself, yeah. when you talk about other people, how, how you know, Milton Erickson, who was a psychologist in the 60s, and, and there's special ways you can talk to others and right. talk to yourself um, that, that are positive, that are empowering. Um, God, there's, there's, there's all sorts. <laughs> we're all psychic. I think we're all intuitive. We, we've just lost the way a little bit. So I like to think... You know, when people come for readings to me, I'm, I'm, you know, walking alongside them. I'm not telling them what to do, but, you know, it's, um, you know, it's just, it's just having that self-awareness. A lot, most people haven't got self-awareness and I think things like comedy improv, yeah. you know, because you have to be with people. You can't, you're messing about being other people, but you're not really, because it's like acting. You're actually a storyteller first you're not you know you're not being someone you're not you're actually bringing yourself to the table yeah so um yeah so i like i like to think with the psychic work i'm actually empowering people to help themselves yeah because we if we sit quietly with ourselves for five minutes we we have got the answers Um, awesome but yeah anything anything to do with coaching um, because it's starting to become regulated now because um, yeah. anyone could just put up as a life coach and it's all about <laughs> your needs, you know and what you can offer so yeah. for me it's it's empowering I think disabled people but particularly you know because um, I'm dyslexic I've, I'm dyspraxic I've got ADHD <laughs> <laughs> um, and I've found these amazing ways to learn lines for example you know stuff awesome. like that you know so it's embracing your uniqueness improv has given that to me don't be afraid of who you are because people of a like mind will come to you and 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 be 
you know inspired and, and you know instead of trying to be like everyone else try and be you know not try never say try <laughs> okay. law never, say, <laughs> never try. say try no okay because you'll ultimately fail um or, or i should do something say i i i'm moving towards this you know, um yeah when, when you say that never <laughs> say try all i can think of is um do or do not there is yeah. no try. <laughs> Classic Yoda line. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, that's really awesome. So where do you stand on the, the law of attraction? Is that something oh, you believe in? Right. Oh, God. right. Okay. Now this is my, oh, this is my thing, right? Okay. So I, um, there's actually 12 spiritual laws. Law of attraction is just one of them. Okay. I could go on and on and on about this. So people can look this up. Um, there is an actual law of attraction group that, that they're all over the country, but there's one that I met up in Liverpool um, and they've since gone online. And unfortunately, it does attract people that just think they've just got to sit back, draw a, a little pretty series of pictures on a bit of paper, <laughs> vision yeah. board, and just sit back and wait for it all to happen. <laughs> if you don't believe that you deserve it deep down you're not going to get it so yeah. i think basically getting into the science a little bit it's you're training your brain to look for the positives so every day think of at least three positive things you know or three things that you're grateful for and, you, and you're training your brain to, to look for opportunities but you've got to work at it you can't just sit back and look at a, pre, a pretty picture so unfortunately most of the people that I've encountered in the law of attraction world are people that think you just sit back and and I want this, I want that. They're not thinking yeah. about other people or, or or the impact. Do you really want it? If you sit down and ask yourself, do you what? Why do you really want it? You know, um, the four questions I learned in my coaching training was, you know, if if you want to manifest something as it were you ask four questions one is what will happen if I do achieve this goal okay. what will happen if I don't achieve this goal um, and then what won't happen if I do achieve this goal and what won't happen if I oh, don't achieve this goal okay <laughs> so it's like you're scrambling your brain because you're actually thinking what will happen if I do actually become an A-list Hollywood celebrity <laughs> I, I may lose all my friends. I won't have any personal life, you know, for yeah. example. So literally that thing of be careful what you ask for, it might just happen. Yeah. yeah. I guess it teaches us to just be grateful for what we have. Yeah. 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 But yeah, everyone will be Googling 12 spiritual laws. Now, it, it is a bit of a head, a head messer upper because the first law of, well, the, the, the spiritual law is the law of oneness. So basically, literally, we are all fragments of one universal whole. Okay. H-W-O-L-O. <laughs> not, not whole, that's in black hole. <laughs> so how, at what point in your life did this become a realization for you when did you start yeah. uh, sort of be uh, believing or discovering this um I, th I think um I, I I just had a sense that you know because sadly I grew up in a family where my stepfather was um an alcoholic right. um so he had a lot 
of issues going on. So from a very small child, I, I kind of, my intuition was awakened. I knew when I wasn't safe and, and it's almost like I yeah. got a feeling of to, 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 to leave. Um, so just an intuition, knowing when people are about to have arguments or or going into a room and just getting a sense of things. So just being very, very sensitive um, and interest in, you know, astrology and, uh, you know, tarot and, and things like yeah. that. And always having dreams, you know, precognitive dreams that, that seem to come true. Um, so I actually do it professional. It's, it's on, a, on, a, on a TV channel. All right. But I'm under another name, <laughs> um, which is not me trying to be all, you know, it's just that another psychic have the same name. So. Oh, fair enough. So I, 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 I've got a stage name for that. Um, but yeah, um, so that that's how I knew, really. I'm just interested. I did a basic counselling course at Liverpool Adult Learning Service about 15 right. years ago. And then after that, I carried that on and I did all you know, all my hippie stuff, <laughs> as I like to call it, crystal and uh, colour and I've, I've just, yeah, I, and I just love it. With the with the psychic side of things, yeah. is, it, is it easier to sort of read people if they're yes. willing to be read? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if, if, I, if I'm on, on people on the phone, it's like, again, this is a bit acting and it's a bit counselling. See, it's, it all merges because it's the voice the tone yeah. of the voice what they're saying what they're not saying so it's not just psychic or intuitive and it's it's kind of how how they're coming across even over a phone you know yeah. um, the tone in the voice yeah so and, and do you find people will seek out sort of psychic advice if they've got problems or do people that yeah. don't have problems seek out yeah it's sort of people that have got problems <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So, yeah, and, and a lot of people that need psychological intervention. Yeah. Um, you know, so I've I've deliberately stayed away from doing readings over Christmas and right, because okay. I, I was exhausted with it, you know. Um and people don't want to hear the truth. And it's and, and again, this helps with the NLP stuff and the Milton Erickson language, how to phrase your questioning so you're not being sounding judgmental or preaching, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like how would how would it be if 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 you if 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 uh, this person wasn't in your life, or how would it be if if you left your husband and he was beating you, or what whatever right. you know? Um, but yeah, so it's sad, really. And ethically, I I I won't if if someone's upset or angry or I feel like they're drunk or you know I I can't continue with this. Uh, you know, it's yeah. not. You know, because people literally, I've had people who are addicted to psychic readings, and I've had to report them. Really, you're ringing under different names, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> shouting at me. You know, calling me all the names under the sun, and wow. having to, and having to say, look, this is being recorded because yeah. obviously all the calls are recorded. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and. Um, when you when you're giving a reading it must be very draining for you yeah yeah it, i mean it can be but it's it's like you know it just like you know again with the again so it, it it all merges it's like with the acting it's like this is this is me doing this but yeah. you have to give that distance for yourself you have to put that distance in and not get 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 you know get sucked in and i could go on about you know 
saging your room and you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing some kind of mantra but it's just like I, I have to take breaks from it I couldn't do it all the time I do it because I am actually overwhelmed by why I know what I know but I, I do honestly think we, we all are we've just lost it um yeah so wow. I do I just take regular breaks I do I do it when I feel I want to do it not because I have to so that's more of a hobby I wouldn't say oh I you know that that's my whole job yeah but, um yeah awesome yeah. um so I just want to jump back to improv for a sec because I want to share something with you and I want to see if you can remember this but mm. last summer I did one of my favorite scenes that I've done and you know I improvise a lot I do a lot of scenes and there's only a handful that really stick stick out that I remember very clearly and one of the scenes I remember very clearly was a scene that we did in an LCI drop-in session and we were at some kind of um, house of horror museum. Oh, the hands! Yes. <laughs> yes. I adore that. That was so funny. Um, it was the same hand, but you were you saying, "Oh, this is Michael Jackson's hand. This is you know, yeah. whoever's hand." <laughs> Lying to me? Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The museum I, of hands. The museum yeah. of hands, and I happen to have one of those. <laughs> I had one of those pin things where you put your hand on and it gives you yeah. handprint. And I yeah. just brought that up, and then I kept taking you around this museum and just showing you all these different hands. But it was clearly <laughs> it was always the same hand, and it was just a great scene. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and what I really liked was. You were enjoying the scene so much that it was a real <laughs> challenge for you to stay in character. <laughs> That's what I learned. And thanks to thanks to Emma, she, you know, when when you feel like you want to crack up laughing, pretend you're crying. Yeah. So I started to do that more. So. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forwards with improv, when we're able to improv in person a bit more, is it something you you'll you'll seek out or will you try and stick online or yeah, have a bit of both you, yeah you guys have set up a troupe haven't you yeah so i i'm doing because in liverpool um that the the arts bar they they have a cute little stage so i think that's where emma did the periscope up things you know the live improv so yes. i'd love to get and do a live set that i'd be <clears throat> and i think there was some talk in my um you know intermediate class that, yeah that we get together and do something awesome because um, you it's it's like a thing now it's like everyone's got their own podcast and everyone's setting up an improv troupe you know <laughs> being a bit left out you know well um my improv troupe the oikers came about because of the intermediate yeah. course yeah so we're in yeah. the same position that you're in we did yeah. three terms sort of back to back and yeah. then uh, emma empowered us and said right you should just yeah. go off and try it for yourself yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so the group, the group that you did the intermediate course with, are you going to be doing an, another intermediate course or have you got? Yeah, well, there was one a few weeks after, but I, I couldn't do that. But okay. um, I, I do actually, yeah, because I think the more you do it, the better really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. there's definitely benefits that come from improvising with the same people. Because mm. it's yeah, great, it's great to improvise with yeah. loads of different people. But when you can yeah. really get into your groove and know 
people well enough to know where you can take scenes and sort of yeah. what level of fun you can have with them. It, it, it just sort of makes it a lot easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's just um, like, you know, there's so much going on. I <laughs> <laughs> will make that committed effort to, uh, to do that. Yeah. But so was that definitely setting up our own. Yeah. So in terms of uh, comedy and, and comedians, do, do you have any favorite comedians? Well, I've mentioned Firelams and Hog. Yeah. Um, but I, I love all the old school ones. I love like Dave Allen, who was an Irish comedian, um, really poking fun at, at the Catholic Church and all like mm-hmm. you know, people that are just really out there. Um, I also, now you might know these, but the, uh, uh, the Goldie Looking Chain. Oh, yes. <laughs> Goldie Looking Chain. Welsh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Welsh rapping guns don't uh, kill people, rappers do, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the rubber bandits. I would love to see the rubber bandits and Goldie Looking Chain do a concert together. I think that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, they're my faves, really. And are you, are you known in the circles that you, you keep away from improv? Are you known as a bit of a comedian? I, th- I think really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like with network theatre and, and with the stuff I've done at Mad, I seem to keep getting the comedy roles. So uh, basically, the scene I'm doing on Tuesday, or not in a few weeks actually, um, she's actually killed her husband and she's coming across as, you know, all sweetness and light, you know. Uh, <laughs> It's quite a dark sort of five minute scene, but yeah, and and one where I did it with Mad, where um I was in yeah you know um the flight from hell, you know I had a passenger, you know she's one of those people that just couldn't stop talking, and I had so much fun in that scene because I just kept it all bottled up right till the end, and I went <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, it's very visual. I, I was actually um, on 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 the on the plane ride. I was actually holding a big fat book called, you know, it was like the path to enlightenment, you know, because I'm into my Buddhist stuff. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and and that's what I've learned from improv. It's like if you can do opposites, that is so funny, you know. Um, you know, so I'm I'm sat there reading the path to enlightenment and I'm having a meltdown on a plane basically so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think I am a bit of a comedian really which I'm not shocked by I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by (laughs) I'd like to explore that further it sounds like you're just into so many things do you have to take a lot of time to just read up on things This is the ADHD thing, you know, it's like the butterfly mind. This is where meditation helps, yeah. you know, to keep everything in, in check, really. But I think all of it is all related. Right. I, I honestly do. The acting, the, the, the you know, the therapies, um, it's, all, it's all to do with emotions. It's all about accessing yourself and, and expressing yourself. And you've, um, been, you've mentioned the the ADHD. Do you mind if I yeah. ask how how school was for you? Because uh, horrendous yeah, things are very different horrendous. these days. <laughs> I, d- I did I did pretty well considering. You know, I got I got I got four. I think I got four GCSEs. 
then I went uh, to on to A-levels and I was forced to resit my maths GCSE about five times and I kept getting Fs, uh, which was so destroying. <laughs> um, and I ended up at university um, and halfway through my degree, you know, it was all, it all came out basically, but I'm just one of those sloggers. Yeah. I, I seem to be really good at all the artifarty stuff and absolutely rubbish at maths and, and science. Um, but I could give it all that and, and make it like I was okay, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was horrendous. It was horrendous. So um, you just found sort of coping mechanisms, really? I did, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, and it's like my brain, and you know, I turn up at you know for my A levels, and I've written beautiful essays, and got to the actual exams, and literally, I, I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, because so. I I kind of know where you're coming from because I grew up with a severe visual impairment. I was born with a right. a form of cataracts, and like I never wanted that to be a thing, but sometimes it was clearly a thing because yeah. there were times where I had to wear permanent permanently sort of really dark glasses I always had to wear a cap when I was in school little things that make you stand out and then you know it's hard in in the school environment so I had to learn from a young age to just laugh at myself because if I laughed at myself before others laughed at me for any reason they've got nowhere to go yeah 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 um so yeah I think yeah Lots of people go through different struggles and it's not always obvious what people's struggles are, no. but as long as people can find a way to cope with whatever their issue may be, then, you know, it's a lot, they're going to have a much better time than the ones that struggle to find a way to even cope. And it's like with the coaching side, it's empowering people to ask the questions of themselves. How can I help myself? So I want to empower people to go get the help, support you need there's ways around you know I'd love to do a program um where it is you know technology wise where you know you know what you're doing and I found structure and routine is key you know to know what I'm doing every hour doesn't always work that way okay. uh, but I found amazing things on YouTube uh ADHD music oh wow who knew that there was and you know <laughs> the play in the background I actually can read a lot better there's actually colored uh you know paper that you can use or you know um you know plastic they're like plastic sheets you can put over books or kindles or whatever as well oh, yeah. so over the years I've, I've found my own little ways of, of, of you know coping um but yeah so adhd music it's isn't yeah isn't youtube incredible because Whatever you think of, you can go to YouTube and someone's thought about it and they've made a video about it. Yeah. Well, I've got a bit of a, I had a bit of a block toilet. So I thought, right, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> How to unblock a toilet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually wrote a poem and it was inspired by a YouTube video. And it was a girl um, in 1976 in school. Um, and it was a whole program about some school in London Um I've forgotten what it's called now, the days of our lives or the, the best, the best days of our lives. And, and, and David Dimbleby was, was, you know, um, the, the commentator on it. And literally I wrote a poem that I was writing a letter to this girl in the classroom. Um, and it was a history lesson. 
and she looked like such an interesting girl. She was like 14 and literally I wrote a letter back in time to this girl and it was like, oh, you know, it is like I'm time traveling. It's amazing, yeah. you know. So, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, a random. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a I'm random just... rant there, but yeah. No, no, it's very interesting. Uh, I've just seen the time though, so we're going to have to start bringing this to a close. Yeah. No Oh, it's been awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely feel enlightened for this chat. Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, do, do you have anything you want to plug before you go? Anywhere people can find you, social media wise? Uh, not, not at the moment. But, um, I, I do, I do um, have a website, Conscious Heart Coach. Okay. There's not much up, up there at the moment. Um, and Heavenly Healing, which are my two websites, but it's it's very much. Uh, there's not much there at the moment. But, okay. Um, so yeah. it's a work in progress, but people can check those out. Work in progress, yeah. I've, I've kind of avoided the whole social media because I, I did get a bit overwhelmed because all the people that I've done training with, you know, they, they've uh, got, you know, all singing, all dancing, you know, uh, websites and things. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Conscious Heart Coach and Heavenly Healing. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, listeners, check it out and uh, hopefully you'll find check something. <laughs> hopefully you'll find something there that uh, will inspire you in some way. Awesome. So, there we go. I'm going to say thank you very much. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, you too. Thank okay. you. Bye now. Bye. Well, there we go. Another fantastic interview with a fantastic improviser. I hope that you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed having that conversation. I am just loving that every time I, I come and I do one of these interviews, it's just completely different from the last because every person is different and unique as we discussed in the podcast there. And it's just so great to give people a platform to have their stories told and to pass on the positive messages to others to listen to just like Claire did there. So yeah go back and listen to the websites that she mentioned or just listen to her inspirational story once again because there's so much positivity that you can take from that interview and apply to your life so thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did now if you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. Uh, we have a Facebook page now as well, so check out the Liverpool Comedy Improv Facebook page and you'll see all of the links to our previous episodes in there and you'll see all the trailers for new episodes and the links when the shows go live. If you're a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we will make arrangements as soon as possible. Don't forget, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating writer review because it will really help us to boost a show and help get our name out there if you're interested in finding me on social media just look for at ian luke jones on facebook twitter instagram youtube i've got all sorts of you on my youtube channel including a weekly motivational monday series and every wednesday there's a humorous moment dropped for you as well just to help get you over that midweek hump 
And that's pretty much it. But before I go, here are some words, as always, that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv. And yes, and. <laughs>